Hi, I'm Chad Emerson, and this is the Downtown Explorer Podcast, the virtual third place where we gather for interesting conversations with downtown innovators and entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone. Chad Emerson, Downtown Huntsville, Inc. We are back at the DHI Explorer Podcast, episode number 59, if you can believe that. And we are excited to have a trio of guests join us. Uh, the downtown core is growing, Linka Mill, Low Mill, and one of the areas that's growing super fast is the Stovehouse District. And so we're excited to have J.C. Darby, Danny Yancey, and Sam Yeager join us today to talk about the different happenings in that district. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Chad. Good Appreciate to be here. Having us. So I'm going to start with yeah, you, J.C., if you drive down Governor's, there used to be a, uh, before you get to 565, the Brooks Motel, the Notel Motel, and now there is a beautiful mixed-use development going on and called the Foundry and the Range, and you all are developing that. Give us, the listeners, a s- overview of what's happening in that beautiful new project. Sure. Uh, happy to do that. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I'm happy to be here and big fan of yours. Do a lot of listening to your podcast and Thanks for including me. Um, a lot going on at the at the range in the foundry. I'll start with the range. Um, two different projects, um, two different contractors, two different architects, um, so on and so forth, and and definitely two different construct construction schedules. So um, the range is our office building. It's the first building that you see when you come into governor's drive it's it's considered the the gateway building um when you when you enter into west huntsville um it's a three-story office building um we built it spec so for those of you listeners who don't know that's basically building a an office building without any tenants in tow and um i'm happy to report that we delivered the building um uh, around the fourth of july um and we had it pre-leased uh 30 percent with two tenants so um Bridgeworth uh, Financial Services, which is a local wealth management company here. It was our first tenant. And we've also signed, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we've also signed um, iCare Partners, which is a, um, a larger corporate um, iCare uh, doctor, ophthalmologist um, that's coming to town. So. so before we talk about the foundry, let me ask you a follow-up on the range. I mean, what, what caused you, I mean, you're from out of town, I believe, right? Yeah. What caused you to come into Huntsville and say, was it 14th and Governor's, we need to do a spec class A office building. What was your thought process there? In the middle of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that yeah. wasn't Don't, high yeah, on a lot yeah. of developers' list. Yeah. You, can't, you can't leave that out. So um, uh, it was Danny and what he was doing at, at the Stove House, really. I mean, that was why we, we chose the site in the first place. But watching his office momentum um, and saying, okay, he's something's going on here. You've got some really – some really cool companies that are leaving and fleeing research park that want to be closer into downtown and they want to be part of something more, um, than just behind their cube. They want to be able to walk and get a bite to eat and they want to be able to, to have something else to, to resonate with. So, um, he certainly had the cool office factor. Um, so what we said is what, well, maybe we can offer a different product and, and do a really nice class a office. Um, something that's, that maybe isn't, 
um, in the market today. And so if you look at the building, um, it's a, it's a homage to Huntsville and in, in the aviation, in the aviation NASA, um, kind of theme that, that we have here. Um, if you walk into the lobby, it's got, uh, you know, rockets and, and imagery like that on the wall. And, uh, that's kind of the theme that we went with and, and it certainly delivered. So what's cool is if you work at the range, you'll soon be able to walk to work from the foundry. Tell us about that beautiful brick set of structures going up on, on uh, Governors. Correct, yeah. So um, uh, the foundry is uh, a fully mixed-use project. Um, it's 342 units in its entirety, and that's inclusive of, of 14 townhomes that are located right in the middle of the community. Um, you've got studios, ones and two bedrooms, and then your three-bedroom product will be the townhomes. The townhomes are really high end, tuck under garages, gas fireplaces, um, you know, quartz countertops, ring doorbells, really the works. Um, and, you know, for this project in particular, um, it's an opportunity zone project for us. So um, we know as a developer going in, it's going to be a long-term, long-term hold. Um, so we were really selective in some of the materials and the finishes that we, that we chose, you know, we go into every project and we want that project to stand the test of time. But, um, particularly with this one, um, when you know the longevity of, of the hold and the asset class, we were really selective and, and what we did here. And so, um, you're going to see that uh, when the when the building's done. You know, there, there's really there's no wood on the exterior of the building. They're bolt-on metal balconies, metal paneling, a lot of brick, um, and there's also a retail component to the foundry. Yeah, as well. I noticed that in addition to the office and the residential, it looks like a couple, two or three retail bays. Tell us right. about that. So across the range, um, there's a shared there's a shared courtyard there, um, uh, and so underneath uh, the ground level of the, of the uh, apartments. On on building B, we call it, that's abutting the uh, the office building. You'll have double height uh, retail bays um, on Governor's Drive, again, all walkable. And then on the opposite end of the project, um, you'll have a standalone retail concept uh, geared towards food and bev. Um, it could be one or two different concepts, roll-up doors, um, very welcoming, think fast casual type food. Um, and again, it's it's all connected with that 10 foot wide pedestrian sidewalk that's lit at night that that really brings the range all the way through to the foundry to the neighboring site to what what Danny has and ultimately what what Sam uh, who's on the line is is going to build as well. So we're going to get to Stovehouse but if someone is interested in uh, office space at the range or upcoming units at the foundry or retail Where's the best place to find that information on the World Wide Web? Sure. So uh, we just delivered um, our splash page is what we call it. And the full website's coming. Um, but I will get that. I will get that to you. Okay. Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. All right. Well, that 10-foot wide sidewalk is headed east towards Stovehouse. And one of the things that Huntsville does really well is take old things that have been abandoned and repurpose them into interesting new things. Low Mill, Lincoln Mill, Campus 805, and one of the best examples is Stovehouse. So, Danny, he used to make stoves in a factory, and now 
you can eat just about any type of food and enjoy just a type any type of music. How did Stove House become what it is today? Wow, that's a really good question. First of all, thanks for uh, for having me uh, today. Stove House was uh, really envisioned uh, uh, about five, six years ago, actually, and uh, had an opportunity to purchase the old building and. Uh, and started really looking at what was going on in Huntsville with, with the redevelopment of the old buildings. We call it adaptive reuse of the space. Uh, really, for you listeners, just basically taking an old building and and uh, and turning it into something new. So we decided uh, uh, it had manufactured stoves that we were going to manufacture leisure. So it was all about workplay environment. And certainly what JC and his group is doing and Sam's group is going to be doing is is bringing the live part to the to the equation. So you've really got a fully uh, live workplay environment uh, around Stovehouse. But Stovehouse was uh, really, I started looking in other markets like Atlanta, Ponce City, other, other markets example. and really see what was going on in the other markets. And obviously we were already uh, underway and dabbling in it here in Huntsville at the time. Uh, certainly uh, Lincoln Mill has taken a, a big, big leap forward also. But um, anyway, just thought, how can I create something cool that, that would be family friendly uh, that people could come and, and work and, and drink and, and eat and, and listen to music and enjoy. So that was kind of the premise behind behind Stovehouse. So one of the things that I think uh, many guests and many Huntsvillians are aware of, that Stovehouse has an amazing food garden, has an amazing uh, coffee shop, uh, poorhouse, all those. But maybe they don't realize that it also has really cool office space yes. and event space. So um, tell us about... As you were creating that office space in in a what a hundred year old building or whatever it was, what were some of the thought process as opposed to building it from the ground up? You were basically renovating it from the skin in. That's that's correct. So you're you're really tearing it apart to some degree and then putting it back together, but trying to create something totally different from what was in the standard marketplace uh, in Research Park. Research Park is great and has its place, but but I wanted to create something. Um, unique uh, in the office space and really looking at the trends that was going on in the younger generation and what they like is more of that work play environment. So uh, architecturally, we were trying to use the bones of the old stove building and just and just kind of build on it. So that was kind of the thought behind the, the office space. And I, I tell people, some of it, the old building was talking to us because you tear <laughs> things up and you don't know what's behind the wall. And then sometimes it changes your direction in some degree. So that was the case. But, uh, but yes, we've got some great office tenants, some, some good uh, A-plus credit tenant office users, and it, it's been great. I think you're actually being very modest. <laughs> if someone had said in 2013 when I moved here that big international companies like Deloitte and Booz Allen would choose to relocate on Governor's Drive in an abandoned stove factory, they probably would have said, Danny Yancey has lost his mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had several people tell me that on the front end that I'd lost my mind. Uh, but but I, kept, I kept getting off of the interstate onto Governor's and thinking to myself, why is nobody – recognizing this uh, is jc called it the gateway to downtown but why is no one recognizing this corridor here and uh so uh likewise i had a lot of folks going oh, nobody's ever going over 
over to that side of town. And I'm like, well, they're not unless we do something to change that. So, uh, so I think we've done a pretty good job in, in, in making the change. I think you were crazy like a fox, right? <laughs> now, uh, Sam Yeager is with us on the line from someplace, I think, fun. Sam, welcome to the pod. Thank you for letting me be here, Chad. I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. Well, I appreciate those kind words. And you're a big fan of Huntsville because you take on some really unique and challenging projects, starting with Artisan. When, what, what was, when you got the call, let's, build a Publix and Class A medical office and Artisan and everything else next to Huntsville Hospital, that was an unlikely prospect at the time. When, tell us the backstory on that, Artisan. Oh, well, I'll condense it to 30 seconds. Uh, uh, a group from Nashville approached us. It was retail people and said uh, that Publix wanted to go down there near the hospital. And, uh, you know, they'd already announced they were going to close the projects that were there, the housing that was there, the Huntsville Housing Authority. So um, we thought, well, you know what, if they'll go there, I'd always thought that'd be a great place for a mixed-use development. And uh, Triad was already there, had purchased a, a certain portion of it to do a smaller office. And so... Um, we we talked to Triad and said, "What about you throwing that in? If I can talk to the mayor in the building, the deck, and uh, and we'll do a much bigger development here, and we think we can get publics to come, and we'll put 250 apartments in here, or 260, I forget now. But uh, and it was a vicious triangle between publics." And Northwestern Mutual, who ended up being our equity investor, I would add the first time they'd equity invested in Alabama in 50 years. And, uh, and then uh, the uh, city of Huntsville. But anyway, we got it all worked out, and it's been a fabulous development. Triad uh, did the office building and then brought in another gentleman to do the hotel. And we did the apartments and the retail, and we sold it all. Uh, gosh, I want to say 19 or 20, 20, I guess, late 20, uh, and early 21. And I happen to be a partner now just individually along with several of my other partners in some of the retail. So, uh, that, that was, um, I think artisans still gets the best rents in town, but maybe some of the newer ones are starting to push it. But anyway, that's kind of the history of that. And, you know, I was living in Huntsville at the time we did that. Uh, I just moved back to Franklin because of the workload we have up there in late uh, 16, early 17. So their home there is there. But we still come back to Huntsville a lot. And uh, my wife comes back there every week to play bridge. So <laughs> anyway, we're, we have lots of friends. Our, my son, my youngest son and his wife and our, my two of my grandkids just moved back to Huntsville. They chose to move from right around the middle of Nashville, right over around the Lipscomb campus. And they've already bought a home there, but they're also going to build a home in Blossomwood. So we'll, we'll still be connected to Huntsville for some time here. One of the cool things about Artisan, I like to joke with my friends and colleagues in Birmingham and Nashville, we had a downtown Publix before you did. And uh, <laughs> people don't believe that at first, but clearly there was something about the buying power of Twickenham, Blossomwood, the hospital that, that you all saw and Publix saw. 
But there's also uh, a couple of other projects. Um, you're building one in Low Mill, and you're about to start one in Stove House. And just like Artisan at the time, both of those required a lot of vision because it didn't seem like like the most likely prospects. Tell us about your stove house development and then also mention the low mill one and and why those two burgeoning areas caught your attention like Artisan did 10 years ago. Oh, let's see. Well, we were, I was coming to Huntsville a lot and uh, and we were, you know, always talking, you know, dealing with our people at, at Artisan and and I started going with friends to events over the stove house and was like, this is the coolest place. And we, I, I got in touch with Danny about three year, two or three years ago. And Danny and I, you know, caught into his vision, bought into his vision for what he was doing there and was really impressed with it. Um, I knew that uh, JC and, and beach was going to be building the other thing and, that didn't concern me about density because, and you know, the amount of competition because I figured, you know, all that just means we'll end up with better retail. And, uh, so, uh, I, I said, uh, I talked to Danny about, it. I remember that I said, Danny, I'm going to try to buy those houses. I think somebody else is going to beat you to it. And he was right. But I called, I called a friend of mine who was a realtor that put it all together. Uh, then got in touch with guys and said, do you guys want to judge partner for that? Cause we really want to go there. And he got back to me in like an hour and said, yeah, they would. Wow. So I was like, Oh, what, what have they done wrong? But anyway, um, it was a challenge when you're playing whack-a-hole with a bunch of property owners, you know, seven or eight different property owners, but we were able to pull it all off. And, um, and then we were, we formed a JV with them, and, and like the beach company, we're doing a, an opportunity. But while we were doing it, we've been studying that one down in the Low Mill for some time. And that was owned by Jamie Pfeffer out of uh, Nashville, an architect who had also built many houses down there in that area and kind of started uh, the resurgence of the, the housing market down there. So anyway, we kind of deal with uh, with uh, with uh, Jamie, and he's a small partner in the deal. And I remember we brought a large investor to town, and and uh, who is the eighty five to ninety percent of the capital in the in that ozone prop, both of those projects. And I took him to two things really sold him. One, the guitar guy at Low Mill that makes probably guitars. Danny Davis, Tangled yeah. String Studios. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, and then. I brought him, and we walked all around Stove House. And Danny, I think you met him, too. I did. John. Yes, sir. And then he went and got a milkshake in there, and he loved that milkshake. Oscar Moves. Uh, and he said, you know, this is the coolest thing. We, so we're driving him back to He's flying his own jet back to Nashville, and he said, we'll do this deal. And that was that was $27 million of equity. So that was like, okay. It's kind of. So when does sense. your um, – when does your stovehouse project, uh, I know there's a construction fence up as of this recording. When do we see dirt moving and what's the delivery time that you I'm, anticipate? I am hoping in 30 to 45 days. We have got all the design done. We are in the final stages of contract pricing. Uh, Hardaway Construction, who's building Low Mill, will be building this one as well. I think we've ordered the garage 
which is we're going to have structured parking there. In other words, there will be a garage for parking. We've already ordered that. It'll be, uh, I think it'll have three stories, two stories, three levels. So people will be able to park adjacent to it. I'm, I'm so excited. And I know Danny and I have talked about this many times. That we're going to be 150 feet away from, you know, all the, all the, the poor house and all those restaurants there and all the new concepts he's got coming there. So we just think that's going to be an exciting new place to be. Well, one of the things that's been really um, fascinating to, to all three of you and your colleagues is that's how y'all collaborate. You know, it, it, some people could treat you of retail space, JC, Danny of retail space, or you both have residential or office. Tell us about the benefit of collaborating rather than just cutthroat competing. Oh, man. The rising tide floats all boats. Yes, I think uh, I think Sam knows that probably better than anybody. He's he's been at this a long time, and 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 I you know we're not the only two apartment developers in in this town, as you know, Chad. Um, there's a lot of units coming, and when you build something, um, you know, especially like an opportunity zone deal, you're in it for the long haul. So um, there's there's a lot of room for everybody here, um, but when you're in a district. Um, particularly um, one as special as this, um, you all need to get along and you all need to compliment each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, somebody else who really gets it is the city of Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, Jim McGuffey, Shane Davis, the mayor, um, you know, those three have really understood this district and what we're trying to do. Um, they recognize the connectivity that, that could happen in, in that sidewalk, um, and they've been awesome. Um, I'll tell you the, the hole in the donut in this district right now. And I was talking to Danny about it is, is the site next door to ours is a three acre field, um, that connects the foundry to, uh, the stove house parking lot. We have that under contract and I don't know what in the heck we're going to do with it. (laughs) So is that the, is that the Thompson tractor? That's that's the field in front of the Thompson tractor. Um, but it's too valuable to let sit there and, and, and let something that could jeopardize the district um, happen. So, um, you know, maybe there'll be another podcast on that next year or something when we come up with a game plan. But, um, but that, if that tells you anything, um, how much we value what's going on, um, we just want it done properly and we want everything to complement each other. And, and I think – all three of us are aligned in that. Well, that's great to hear that yeah. y'all control that because, I mean, you could easily take all this hard work and, and put a misplaced building in there, not mm-hmm. a bad use, but a misplaced building, and it mm-hmm. kind of deconstructs everything, right? Absolutely. Sure. Sure. It's, yeah. Danny? Well, that's exciting to hear, JC. Congratulations. Yes. We're breaking news on the podcast, apparently. Yeah. Sam Yeager, we're breaking <laughs> right. news. As you all know, you got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Danny, one of the things, really, with this kind of this district bounded by 14th on the west, they go Governor's Drive and 565 on north south and Triana to the east. There's still a fair amount. I think people are surprised about how much property still is in the eastern edge there. Tell us about um, some conversations you've had because that is some of the old stove factory housing, right? That's correct. A lot of that housing was built around the factory. Uh, if you look back in the history of Huntsville, before Von Braun sh- showed up and changed the world, we were a mill town, and these little old factories, and, and certainly 
uh, Martin Stove. But before Martin Stove, it was Rome Stove back in, in the 1920s. Uh, but that being said, there was communities built around uh, those factories. Well, we're doing the same thing in some some re- respects. But, uh, yeah, um, so the district is about 75 acres. I think it's 75.3 acres total in the district. We've only, uh, I think, J.C., you've got about 14 acres roughly right. in your development. Uh, I've got about 13 in mine currently. So, as you can see, and then, Sam, you've got, uh, I know, what, maybe three, two or three acres there. So you can see there's still a lot of opportunities uh, within that 75 acres. And again, I think, Sam, you alluded to the um, alluded to this, but just getting those property owners to realize, uh, you know, what's coming and, and want to be a part of it is the challenge. Um, so, um, but yes, there's a lot of opportunities. Uh, I did acquire the property on Governor's Drive where Bull Feathers, if you listeners might have gone to Bull Feathers Barbershop, but all of that corner, uh, we wanted, like JC in the lot next to him, we wanted to control what was coming next to us. So we had the opportunity to uh, purchase that. And uh, so we've got a dance studio, uh, 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 advertising agency, barbershop, and all that. So retail, so we're bringing the retail. Uh, and as more housing comes, like Sam was saying, it just improves the retail uh, for sure. And we would be remiss not to mention uh, folks like David Martin, mm-hmm. who uh, Blue Plate Cafe really was yeah, there even before a lot of this was there, right? You could probably say David was the one that paved the way. Yeah. Because I remember when he opened and people were like, well, there's nobody going over on Governor's Drive to eat. And what do you know? <coughs> Every lawyer in town eats, eats at Blue Plate. <laughs> and... El Cazador, which has a outpost in the food garden, the original taco bus is oh, back. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with that? Oh gosh, I don't know. Filiberto, great guy, uh, great operator, has seven or eight locations around uh, Madison County. But uh, yeah, so so his thinking, and this is this kind of struck me. But I I thought you know maybe he's right. He said there's a certain clientele that's not coming into into Stove House into the into the food garden, the maybe construction workers with muddy boots or whatever, but they'll come to the come to the bus. So he's actually got a good trade at the bus, as yeah. close as it as close as it is to the food garden or to stove house. I will admit, the last time I was there, I went to the bus just because yeah, hey, just it's because. cool to walk in a bus and Absolute, order tacos. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you want to learn more about Stove House on the web or the social media platforms, what's the best way to do so, Danny? You can just go to stovehouse.com, and we've also got an app uh, now, the Stove House app. You can just go to the Apple store there and, and, uh, and, and get the app, uh, the Stove House app, and uh, it will give you the information on all of our retail, Gaslight Alley, which I did not mention, but Gaslight Alley is uh, quickly filling up with all the retail shops, little boutique-type shops. I uh, got quite a few announcements coming. Uh, and then also the event center yep. is bringing folks into. We've got uh, a 15,000 square foot uh, event center. Uh, so uh, we also have live music in the in the bail, which is part of the event center. So so a lot going on. Uh, so retail is certainly a part of it. And uh, we'll put in the show note comments the information about fa- the foundry and the range because I know people are going to hey, you can obviously get office space there and they're going to want to live there real soon. And then Sam, if people want to follow the progress of 
Bristol's development uh, in stove in the Stovehouse district. Where could where's the best way to direct them? Uh, we'll we'll have a Facebook page up pretty soon if we don't have already called Mural M U R A L at Stovehouse, and uh, so you can follow it there, and then there'll be one I'm sure as we get within eight months, nine months of opening uh, for for people, residents, potential residents to look into. So. Well, gentlemen, yeah. thanks for all of your vision. It takes big vision to take a property which was largely an abandoned factory and some derelict areas uh, and turn it into a destination. We bring people in from all over the country, and they, they end up at Stovehouse, and they'll probably end up at the Range and Mural and the Foundry as well. So thanks for all you do. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, the future's going to be very exciting. All right, so that is J.C. Darby with The Beach Company, Danny Yancey with Stovehouse, and Sam Yeager with Bristol Development talking about all of the exciting things that have happened and are soon to happen in the new Stovehouse District. You can go to downtownhuntsville.org, hit the tab, the Districts of Huntsville, and see exactly where this is. We will talk to you next time on the DHI Explorer Podcast. <laughs>